You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. And welcome back to Hour 3 of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, Tony Cicada, Pete Cozzadori producing our show. And we were having so much fun talking some football that uh, we're going to continue a little bit. Uh, Talking about well, the, I'm gonna I'm some, gonna tell people the Jets fans what you get what you're going to get. So, you ready, Jets fans? In the history of the National Football League in the 21st century, there've been 45 quarterbacks taken in the first round. Now, the third quarterback taken in the first round. These are the names you have to look forward to. Are, are you ready for this, Joe? Are you are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The, the last third quarterback taken in the first round, which is what the Jets are going to do. In this year's draft, Paxton Lynch. How would how that one turn out? Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, when they picked him, it, it was like it, they picked him, but they're like, yeah, but we got to work on him, work, work with him. I mean, you, you're investing. Well, when they take a third quarterback in the draft, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's just okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. How about Continue. Teddy Bridgewater? Isn't he a Jet now? Yes. <laughs> now that, the, that says it all. <laughs> yep. Now the next one is Ryan Tannehill. Mm. The Ryan Tannehill? The Ryan Tannehill. And that year there were four quarterbacks taken in the first round. The fourth one was Brandon Whedon. I seem to remember Brandon Whedon. Yes. Now, another third quarterback taken in 2011. Third quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. Third quarterback taken in 2009, Josh Freeman. Third quarterback taken in 2006, Jay Cutler. Third quarterback, 2005, Jason Campbell. The only one you can hold your hat on is right here. 2004, first quarterback was Eli Manning, second was Phillip Rivers, third was Ben Roethlisberger. So there you'd be happy. But there were four quarterbacks taken that year in the first round, and J.P. Lossman was the fourth one. So you better be careful there. Uh, Third quarterback taken in 2003, Kyle Bowler. Third quarterback in 2002, Patrick Ramsey. That's the list of third quarterbacks in the first round. Good luck, Jets fans. <laughs> so other than Roethlisberger, I mean, the only other yep. player that you would is maybe Cutler, right? The, yeah. You know, he was he was decent for a little bit. But, uh, wow, that is – that's telling. It gets back to me. Like, Bill Parcell said this about when Tannehill gets drafted in the first round and Blaine Gabbert. It was one of the two. He said, I don't care who the quarterback is at the college you go to, if you only start one year, you can't be that good because there's only 32 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And there's only 32 quarterback jobs in the NFL. And this is what I'm saying. If you're the third quarterback picked, I don't care if it's in the first round, you can't be that good. Mm-hmm. And you can you cherry can- pick. You can cherry pick guys like Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. But you're forgetting the 1,300 other ones that failed. Right, right. Well, you know, you you do have a point because I'm sure that the percentage of running backs who have been who have enjoyed success is a lot higher than uh, the percentage yeah. of quarterbacks who, who. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, the NFL is a whole different game, too, because now we have, like, the, the spread offenses rampant in college football. So they have to come up, and they're even playing in a different offense than they played in college. And the learning mm-hmm. curve with the playbooks and everything is insane. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's – I'll tell you what, it's a big gamble. Well, just look at uh, – you mentioned Tim Tebow earlier, right? I yeah. mean, that offense uh, at Florida – was ama- it was perfect. It was suited to 
his strengths. And uh, as soon as he got out of it, you know, he had issues. Yeah. And that was another thing that was crazy when he got drafted. You know, uh, you know, you're, you're watching this on TV, and and the Broncos are talking about, well, you know, maybe we'll turn him into a tight end. A tight end? You just <laughs> just pick this guy. You know, uh, in the first round, and you get you picked him as a quarterback, and now you're turning him into a tight end. So, uh, all right, but it, <laughs> it's hey. a telling list. It really is. That's it. We're just bringing facts in the weekend fantasy sports update. There you go. There you go. Uh, so Mike Wallace, uh, wide receiver for the Eagles, $585,000 if he weighs in at less than 250 pounds uh, on Monday. Think he does it? Yes. I think Jenny Craig will be there to support him. <laughs> you think he's on a uh, fa- you think he's fasting this weekend? Yes, yes. A lot of yeah, water. Yeah. Uh, Dion Lewis, uh, signed by the Titans. He's uh, coming out and saying that he expects to be part of a running back by committee with Derrick Henry. Does that surprise you? Or, I mean, uh, you know, finally thought that, you know, with Derrick Henry, uh, uh, with the DeMarco Murray moving on from the Titans, that we thought that maybe Henry would be the guy. And now, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, if Lewis was signed by the Titans, they have a plan for him. They they have a plan for him, and I got to tell you, Deion Lewis is one of the best backs in football when he can play. Now mm-hmm. his problem is he's smaller than everybody else, and he takes a beating. But the thing that people don't realize, because of Derek uh, Lewis's uh, build, people all think he's just a pass catching running back, and he's a third down back. The New England Patriots were using him on goal line situations. The New England Patriots were using him to use run tackle and tackle, mm-hmm. like. I think that he's going to get plenty of playing time in Tennessee. I think they both will. And Henry's going to be about 15 touch carries a game. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's hard when a lot of people were saying, you know what, we, we got rid of DeMarco Murray, and now we're going to get 20-plus. I don't think he gets 20 carries. Mm. And, you know, uh, not known for this, but Deion Lewis could also catch a ball out of the backfield too, so he's a multi-purpose back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. Dion Lewis could stay uh, healthy and wasn't so small, he mm-hmm. would be at every down back. There's no doubt about it. He was the number one running back coming out of high school. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, uh, Melanie Way, you know who she is? This no, is the way we'll finish uh, our football talk. 42-year-old mother of four, former, you got to look her up to and Google her and uh, former uh, Cowboys cheerleader trying out to become a Houston Texans cheerleader today. Uh, I didn't know this, but the requirements uh, to be a cheerleader, you you have to have a high school diploma. Uh, You have to be able to work 10 games and make 40 appearances during the year. Uh, And of course they have to be hot. So uh, you have to be at least 18 years of age, but it doesn't matter how old you are. But uh, Melanie Way, uh, <laughs> if you Google there's her no, out there, there's no maximum age. No, but if you see a picture of her, uh, you know, go f- go for it, uh, Melanie. Uh, I think good. the odds are stacked against her uh, at 42. Yeah, but she does not look 42. But uh, just no, just she does it out there. Yeah. So yeah. do you think it's going to benefit her saying we could put a 42 year old? Because I mean, ABC News is covering this. I mean, I don't think ABC News is covering. Too many cheerleader competitions. Yeah. And you know what's weird is that, you know, usually when you apply for a job, you, you know, like the person hiring you is really not supposed to know how old you are, right? Because there's you know, age yeah. discrimination. But now this is like national news. So everybody knows she's 42 years old. So maybe they'll be afraid to deny her the job. But the, that's what's so crazy. Making... Yeah, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I hope she, I, I hope she makes it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so are you uh, for her, are you in her camp? I am in her camp. Yes, good. looking good, Melanie. Congratulations, Melanie. <laughs> go get so, him, Melanie. There you go. There you go. Um, should we make an awkward transition back to f- uh, fantasy baseball? Yeah. Can Can you tell me why the Orioles suck so bad? <laughs> Well, uh, they gave a lot of money to Chris Davis with a C. 
Yeah. Oh, did you know he has the greatest oh. contract in sports? Have, 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 have oh. we? I don't know if I talked about it on this show. Yeah, talk about it. Go ahead. He has the greatest contract in all of sports. Like all these guys you hear about, no, mm-hmm. they're all pale in comparison. And of course, uh, who does Chris Davis has as an agent? None other than Boris, uh, right? Scott Boris. Yeah, Scott Boris. Folks, th- there's no dispute in anything. You can talk about who's the greatest player in the history of baseball, and I don't think we ever come up with a. Uh, you could you could compare Michael Jordan and LeBron James. But there is no doubt who the greatest agent in the history of sports is. It is Scott Boris. Uh, the man that got Alex Rodriguez all that money. Um, he's got plenty of money. But this is the greatest contract ever assembled in Chris Davis. Chris Davis is a guy that we could have a debate whether he belongs in Major League Baseball at this point or not. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he is – like, you can have the debate. I think that he belongs there but we could at least debate it. Now, this is what Chris Davis gets paid. Chris Davis gets paid this year $23 million. 2019, $23 million. 2020, $23 million. 2021, $23 million. 2022, $23 million. No trade contracts. Here's the best part. He is no longer a Baltimore Oriole after 2022, but he will still get paid. Ah. Yeah. 2023 to 2032, he gets $3.5 million a year, no longer a member of the Baltimore Orioles. But he's not done yet. 2033 to 2037, he gets $1.4 million. So for 15 years after he retires, he's going to collect $17 more million from the Baltimore Orioles. And let's take a look at his numbers, right? To, to, from 2015. <laughs> let's take a look at his numbers. 2015, 262 batting average, 47 home runs, 117 runs batted in. Fantastic. That was great. I love it. Yes. Yeah. 2016, 221 batting average, 38 home runs, 84 RBIs. I mean, the, the uh, runs batted in, a little low for 38 home runs. And the batting average, of yeah. course, you don't love. But 38 home runs, okay. You know, maybe he's having a bad year. Uh but in 2017, yes. bats 215, 26 home runs, and 61 runs batted in. And five more and years that, left on that contract. Wow. Before we get into the, all, all the other years that he has no contract yeah. and he gets paid. In the start yeah. this year, he's hitting 111 with one yep. home run right. and two because, RBIs. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And if I remember, uh, the, his free agency uh, negotiations went on for a while, and then I think at one point they kind of seemed that no teams were interested in in him. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the Orioles jumped back in. Oh, they jumped back in a big way. Yeah. Uh, don't you love it when teams bid against themselves? How do you, like, how do you, like, that's the part that is always baffling to me no matter what the sport is, is these owners, is that how do they get to be so rich to be able to buy one of these teams and make so many bad decisions? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, and I hate to say this, but they probably didn't work for their money because, I mean, they they, they, they don't pay attention to how they spend it. It, it, it must have come easy for them. Maybe, it, maybe they're trust fund babies. Maybe. That would make sense because this this contract, like... I'm baffled about this one, man. Every every day, I don't get it. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe this this deal for Chris Davis might be the deal that doesn't allow them to to pay uh, Machado next year, right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, ask it. Actually, if you're Manny Machado, right? Maybe you should try to talk to the Orioles to pay you four million dollars a year for 25 years after you retire. There you go. Yeah. Ask for a hundred million after you're done playing. Mm-hmm. Like they've set the precedent. Yeah so, yeah. so Chris Davis is their first base. We talked about Jonathan Scope because you're trying to figure out how bad uh, these guys are, right? Scope is a good second baseman, but going on the DL, uh, shortstop Machado, but uh, he's not going to be a, an Oriole next year, right? Uh, he'll be a free agent. Um, Beckham. 
Yeah, Beckham is the third baseman. Margin, marginal player. Mm-hmm. I like Mancini, though. He's been uh, playing but, uh, outfield for them. You like him because you're just hoping an Italian can make it somewhere in this world. But he's, I mean, he's nothing, he's nothing better than a second half, second half of the first baseman in, in baseball. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in a deep league, you, you, you don't like, I own him in a couple of leagues. And I don't know. No, I'm saying Italian, that, but I'm but, saying he's yeah, not yeah. even a top 15 yeah. first baseman. No, 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 he's not. You're right. Uh, but he's a guy, you know, 25 home runs, maybe 280 batting average, right? Uh, yeah. Trumbo. Where's Trumbo? He's hurt. Yeah. And I got a feeling an unhealthy Mark Trumbo is going to hit about 230. Mm-hmm. And 11 home runs. 20 home runs. Yeah. It depends uh, how many at he gets. He gets. He might, yeah. In that park, he, you know, you might fall into some. That would be a, that would be a key. Mm-hmm. Falling into something. Yeah. Buck Walter. I think Buck's a good manager that needs that wants to get the hell out of there. Yeah, I, I think he probably is a micromanager, though. You know, he might not be the same kind of manager as like a Madden, who's Madden. We said is really into himself. I don't yeah. think is really into himself, but I think he's probably into every single detail. Right? Doesn't let anything happen without his signing off on it. But we'll be back with more Fantasy Baseball Talk uh, after this. Uh, you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. And we're back. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Tony Sincata along with me, Joe Galina. Pete Considori producing our show. And Tony, I don't know if you heard about this, but remember a few weeks ago we were talking about alien life forms and you had talked about that maybe you would be interested in uh, engaging in relations with one and yeah. in terms of, yeah. Well, uh, Art Bell, a uh, longtime host of a paranormal radio show uh, passed away recently. So, uh, yeah, he was a guy that maybe could have helped you uh, achieve Achieve your dream. Yeah. So, uh, Art Bell, rest in peace. So what's the deal with uh, Art Bell is um, where does he get buried now? Do they throw him, like, in the sand in Roswell, New Mexico? That wouldn't be... uh, that you would think, or maybe uh, the next uh, rocket that uh, the Tesla guy, what's his name, sends up into space. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, maybe he could uh, be one with uh, with the extraterrestrials. I worked it out with uh, Mike Cardano that um, once I pass away, um, I'm going to be cremated and I'm going to have ashes put in necklaces. And we're gonna give away uh, one necklace every month to the listeners. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and the runner-up prize would be what a subscription to the Roto Experts uh, exclusive edge package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we thinking? Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, Scotty Angle man. He loves that exclusive edge package, man. That's his uh, his greatness. I like it, too. Jake Seeley lives there, too. You can get a lot of Jake mm-hmm, Seeley at the mm-hmm. Exclusive Edge package. Because yep. when you wake up in the morning, the first thing I say is, I can never get enough Jake Seeley. That's the first thing I say, too. That, that At least we have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Fandestal's yeah. second and third base. Wow. Nice. But, yeah, a, uh, you... you Get that uh, Roto Experts exclusive edge package, FNTSY uh, promo code. You got uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty Angle, Jake Seeley, myself. Florio will be in there, too. Um, 
George yeah. Kurtz. George Kurtz, of course. He's the man. He writes the uh, Closer Report, which uh, yeah. must read. Must read. Yeah, you got so, uh, to know who the closers are when you're playing fantasy baseball. Or who the closers in waiting will be, too. Right? Let's talk a little bit about pitching in fantasy baseball. Uh, we mentioned uh, Denilson Lamette, uh, done for the year, Tommy John surgery. And it hurts me. I had him in a couple of leagues. And he was a guy that, you know, you were able to get in the middle rounds and you were hoping for strikeouts because that was his specialty. So uh, hopefully you, you put a bid in last week, an aggressive one for Joey Lucchese, another Italian guy, right? Sounds like he runs his own family. I'll uh, tell you what, family. I'm on the fence <laughs> on Luc- Lucchese. A lot of people love this guy, mm-hmm. and he's pitched well at every level he's pitched at. But, but, Uh-oh. says Tony. I think he gets a lot of love from baseball circles because he's mm-hmm. a left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. There's no track record here to suggest how good this guy could be or how bad he could be. Like, if you look at it, this is a guy that's made it to the majors with 118 innings pitched at below Double A, only mm-hmm. 60 innings at Double A, and in those 60 innings at Double A, his K rate was only 7.91. So I have no idea how good this kid could be. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But so far, he's uh, two of his starts this season were against the Rockies, one at home and one away. And he's done yeah, pretty well against them. So it's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, you know, it's always uh, a risk when you're dealing with rookies, especially rookie pitchers. But uh, still only owned in 48% of CBS League. So who knows? He might still be there for you. But so uh, I want to throw this out here, too. Sure. Is sure. that... His ERA is 1.72, mm-hmm. and his FIP's only 2.60, which is great. Yeah. Um, projection models had him all over four um, mm-hmm. coming into the season. Right. Well, I, you know, I think he's going to regress, obviously. I mean, I he's not going to have a, yeah. an ERA on the two by the end of the year. But, uh, you know, I mean, at this stage, if you're out on uh, Denilson Lamette, Lucchese might uh, be worth a— Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Right well he's hot. Exactly, yeah. Tyson Ross, remember when he used to be somebody? Yes. Yeah. Uh, six shutout innings versus the Giants last night. I mean, obviously the Giants don't have the most potent offense, but still, uh, 15% only might be someone that you might want to look at. Deeper leagues. I, uh, yeah, I would uh, absolutely think that he's something you could look at. Now, on Ross, what was his strikeout totals? Because San Francisco, here's the thing, people. San Francisco's not a good offense, but they don't strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross they, struck they out five in six innings. Not bad, then. Not bad at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And just one walk. So, yeah. Uh, Vince Velasquez uh, owned in 38% of uh, CBS leagues. So far, yeah. 17 Ks in 15.1 innings. I mean, I know he's a little yes. uneven. He's been uneven. But if you're looking for strikeouts, I maybe. drafted this guy late in all mm-hmm. my drafts. I think him and Matt Harvey, the two players I own the most. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he always had the talent. He just never was consistency, never. and that's actually right. the key to being successful in, in right, sports right, right. is being able to do the same thing. But you knew he had the talent, so I, I took a shot at him. If he's out there, yeah, you got to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the uh, Pirates being a little bit better uh, than expected. Uh, any interest in Trevor Williams uh, so far? No. Three, no? Three starts? I can't believe how well he's pitching. <laughs> right. I, I really can't. I think I, I wait Still for not striking guy. out anybody, but. No, that, and that's what yeah. I was going to say. He's pitching yeah. great, mm-hmm. and he's still not a great fantasy option. Right. And the problem is he's going to get hit, mm-hmm. and he doesn't strike people out. He puts the ball in play. Um, you don't want this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Kennedy. He's a, he's a at the end bit, of the year, he'll have a four ERA, and his K per nine is going to be like six. Right. Ian Kennedy. Um, he's owned in a little bit uh, over sixty percent of leagues. Uh, you know, I'm talking about like you know, guys that you're taking a flyer on. But uh, yeah, this guy I have used no to be really taking, good. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem taking a flyer on him. He's a, he can strike people out. He pitches a great yes. pitches ballpark. He's mm-hmm. a guy that well run with them while he's hot. He uh, yeah. he can absolutely do it. 
Yeah. Uh, three starts, uh, an ERA of one, <laughs> a whip of 1.06. Obviously, it's going to go up. But uh, uh, K per nine of eight and uh, walk per nine of two. So pretty good control. So I got to ask uh, you about a guy that's pitching mm-hmm. today. He hasn't pitched okay. yet, though. And um, he's an Atlanta Brave pitcher. And um, Sean Newcomb. What's your thoughts yeah, Braves, on Newcomb? Braves have a lot of young guys uh, in, that they're coming up with lately and will come up. I mean, he's a guy, i tell you the truth. I remember looking into him in the past. Yeah. Third, I mean, is he for real with these, these strikeouts? I mean, the strikeouts are for real, yeah. So here's yeah, the problem yeah. with this kid. Yeah. For all the people out there, Newcomb is a guy that can strike people out, but he walks a lot of people too. Yes. And he's pitched two games this year, one at Colorado. At Colorado, he let mm-hmm. up nowhere in runs in nine strikeouts, okay, mm-hmm. and no walks. Then he pitches against Washington. He has six strikeouts, four walks in four innings. This is the true wild thing. Like, yeah. I think I would take a shot on him and uh, hope for the best. Because I think he could be right there as far as uh, strikeouts go, and it's going to be some ups and downs, mm-hmm. and maybe don't put him in a lineup every week. But I really think that the K's are going to be over eleven. Yeah, and his walk uh, rate—he walked almost five batters per nine in the minor leagues. Yes. So that that has consistently been an issue for him. But uh, and I'm Braves. I'm you know. the opposite usually. I. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a protect the whip guy. So this is against mm-hmm. my own advice when you build your team is to have a guy like this. But I just look at these strikeouts and I'm like, damn, I fall in love with this guy. Yeah, and we've spoken about this before, but uh, sometimes you could get strikeouts from uh, re- middle relief pitchers. Uh, oh, you know, let's say if some of your pitchers could go down. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a few. And, and people, the innings are crazy when you think about hitting to the waiver wire, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you think about, oh, should I pick up this guy who gets one start during the week, or do I pick up Chris Davinsky, uh, who will pitch two or three times during the week and get about the same amount of innings? And the answer is Chris Davinsky. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem that people don't realize there, that, and, and it's just out of their mindset uh, of people to go out there and pick up during a year that are middle relievers that are just striking people out. And you go ahead and you do that, and you have to go out and grab it. Now, here's a perfect example. Josh Hader from the Brewers, right? 7.2 innings pitched. 7.2 innings pitched. So that's, you know, three innings a week so far, right? Three innings a week. So it's a couple innings short. Yet this guy has a 19.96 strikeout rate. So whatever pitch you have at the end of your bench, he struck out way more guys than that. Yep. What about Adam Adovino for the Rockies, right? Always <laughs> been a fan of Adovino. I, I, I always thought he – and he picked up two wins. When you play yes. in an environment like Coors Field, you'll be in mm-hmm. games that switch back and forth so you can get that. Um, right. an- another guy that people will be looking at and can go out there and grab – uh, Kyle Barraclaw, right? For a long time we were on him, but injuries of that. He looks like mm-hmm. maybe he's back, at least strikeouts. Uh, he's getting the strikeouts. He's pitched five and two-thirds innings. Right. Adovino, 22% owned. Like you said, the two wins. 18 strikeouts in 8.2 innings pitched so far. Hasn't given up a run. Uh, yeah. Barraclaw, another great one as well. Uh, even uh, Robert Giselman for the Mets. Remember a failed starter oh, last year? He was year? so bad last year that yeah. I, uh, I like. I feel like I, I feel like a scorned lover. Yeah, but he's uh, doing well in his role no, he's as pitching a, well. a middle yeah. reliever. Yeah, uh, the, from March 29th to April 11th. That's just about a week, right? Seven yeah. innings pitched, twelve strikeouts, and. Uh, I checked this morning, 9% owned in CBS leagues. You mentioned Hader. Uh, Brad Peacock owned in 52% of leagues, uh, Astros middle reliever. Yeah, uh, there's a guy. And he even got a save. Should... Well, yeah, so here's the thing with Peacock. Mm-hmm. Peacock on any other team would be the third pitcher in everybody's rotation. He's Yes. He's that good. Yep. And here's the other thing. So he's only one injury away. And, you know, we just talked about injuries earlier in the show. 
He's one mm-hmm. injury away from being in that rotation, and he's one or two bad performances by the closer being the closer. Brad Peacock mm-hmm. should be on your roster in hopes of something bigger there. But even though, even if nothing comes out of it, he could put him in your roster every week. Yes, absolutely. You want to but talk about Nar- upside. There's not a pitcher with more upside in baseball than Brad Peacock. Mm-hmm. I agree. And like because I said, he doesn't it, have a job right now. And he might fall mm-hmm. into either a starting job or the closest job. Right. Has a save already, 1.13 ERA, 11 Ks in eight innings. Grab him. Carl Edwards Jr. Doesn't he own the, the, uh, the, the burger joint? Yeah. Or is it, yeah, 12 no, Ks in seven innings pitch? Or is that somebody else? Yeah, I don't think he owns burgers. <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't There's know. A, th- I'm, it sounds like yeah, a, yeah. A, a burger franchise. But anyway, uh, 12 Ks in seven innings pitched, uh, 1.29 ERA. Uh, Bud Norris, for he was like the Angels closer for a while last year, wasn't yep. he? Yeah, uh, twelve strikeouts in six point two innings pitched, two saves, one point three five ERA for the Cardinals. So uh, he's another guy that could be a closer in waiting. Or in the meantime, and just then, hold on yeah, to first. And every time he pitches well, you can get drunk, and you can tell people <laughs> how you want Bud Adams, and you go, "This Bud's for you." Every time he pitches, like, and be that no aggravating guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, last guy on on my list. I don't know if you have any more, but uh, Chad Green for the for the Yankees. Uh, oh, I've always been a Chad Green fan. Yeah, thirteen Ks and seven point one innings, two point four five ERA. So the, the main thing to take out of this is that look, you know, we know there's going to be injuries throughout the year that you've been dealing with now. You know, with your starting pitching staff, and uh, if you play in a deeper league. These middle relievers might be out there for you and could help you in, uh, in all these categories. You know, the, the strikeouts, obviously, ERA and whip. So, yeah, you know, take a look at them. You, uh, you're the, you, I think you've got them all. Um, the mm-hmm. only – Sean Kelly is always interesting to me, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think you mentioned Sean Kelly. No, I didn't. Uh, of course, the Nationals bullpen there. Um, he's a guy. Uh, the ZRA, he's let up one run on the season, pitched five innings. Uh, it's Caper 9, 14.40. And hmm. uh, not a, he comes in and, and, and gets it done consistently. He's a guy that failed at the closer, but has always been a successful setup guy. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. So um, in the couple minutes we have remaining in this segment, uh, I don't think we could really do a fantasy baseball show without talking about Shohei Otani. Uh, Otani! <laughs> there you go. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Otani now that we've seen him for, you know, a little over a couple weeks? He says he wants uh, more at-bats. I love uh, it because Japanese guys are usually, like, polite. Yeah. And I, I like him going against management and calling mm-hmm. them out saying, I want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far, the three home runs and 30 at-bats. Uh, 367 batting average. I mean, there's a lot of people who uh, feel that, you know, second and third time around, uh, you know, pitchers are going to catch up to him. Uh, who do you think has the advantage? Do you think that uh, he could, I mean, he's not going to bat 367 for the rest of the year and, and hit home runs at the clip that he's doing right now. But uh, do you think that the pitchers can squash him <laughs> eventually? I'm shocked at how well he's hitting because I, I mm-hmm. watched him in spring training. I thought he was overmatched. I thought they should just leave him as a pitcher. I thought as a pitcher he'd be a top five pitcher strikeout-wise in Major League Baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't see the bat as being anything special, and I thought he would strike out a ton. I'm shocked at the 21%. And um, I don't know, man. This is amazing to me, and they, they should play him more. The guy's on fire. And he's a DH. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. killing himself. They don't need to rest him. Throw him out there. Just make sure that he uh, doesn't slide into uh, a base or home plate headfirst. Ingrain that into him, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Uh, but you're right, as a, as a DH. But he's always going to take a, a, at least the day before he pitches and the day after he pitches off, right? Why, though? Like, honest to God... Being a DH, you could say you could spend as much energy masturbating. So does it, does it take that off? Uh, interesting. We'll put that in the uh, the recap of our show. A weekend Thanks. fantasy update. We'll be back.
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. And welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to remind you that it's silly. Why, why would you pay high rake when you could play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft? Featuring half-the-rake GPP and head-to-head contest exclusive VIP experiences and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They are also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. So, uh, Tony, uh, you go to a lot of live events, a lot of uh, live sports events. Is there uh, like a, a favorite venue or food that you like to uh, grab when you're at a live event? Yeah, when I go to baseball games, I'm a peanuts guy. Like, I like to sit there, and I like the peanuts that have <laughs> shells on them, and I take the shells right. off, and I just keep putting them on the ground. And I get some all over my shirt, and I look down. I'm like, wow, what the hell? I got peanuts all over me. And there's a mound of peanuts below me. It's kind of weird. It's like uh, mm. you can openly, you know, litter in that situation. So, yeah, I like I like a lot of peanuts at my uh, baseball games. There you go. That's a good one, yeah. And you're right. You could openly litter, uh, right? The, you could tell where someone's yeah. been eating <laughs> peanuts, right? Uh, when I, I got one go crazy situation that it's unbelievable. Did you know the um, Miami Marlins are being outdrawn by their double uh, A team, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp? <laughs> that is amazing, right? Uh, you're right, right. The Marlins uh, for the Jumbo Shrimp uh, home opener on Wednesday, right? The the Shrimp uh, drew six thousand nine hundred sixty for their home opener, and the Marlins only drew six thousand one hundred fifty. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess the baseball fans feel that uh, might as well go see the future Marlins today, right? Because you figure well, that most of the sh- – not most, yeah. but some of the shrimp will be – will turn into Marlins one day. Yes, and, and the great thing about the <laughs> shrimp is that uh, on Thursdays, Thirsty Thursday, and mm-hmm. it's $10 all-you-can-drink beer. And um, so that they'll wow. see the Marlins on that one too. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, smart. <laughs> see, smart marketing. That's the way to do it. Yes, but uh, so uh, did you hear that uh, they're going to Heinz is going to be marketing, or the, the, I guess they're putting it to a vote where uh, they're deciding whether or not they should uh, come up with a new product called Mayo Chup. I, I guess know. some people, yeah. Sometimes what I do is I'll take some ketchup and uh, some mayonnaise on my burger. Yeah. I'll mix it up a little bit, and I, yeah. I like the taste. And I guess a lot of people do that. But so, uh, time out here. Anyone yeah. that knows anything about that combination knows those mm-hmm. are the same two ingredients in barbecue sauce. So what's the difference? Yeah, that's just a way of make of making money uh, for the Heinz company, right? <laughs> And I mean, when you think about it, I mean, the condiments in my house, I mean, they linger forever a lot of the time. So now I'm going to buy yes. a third bottle. Like I have a bottle of uh, of ketchup. I have a bottle of mayo. Now I'm going to have a bottle of mayo chup. Uh, no, yeah. So uh, people just uh, take them and mix the mayo and ketchup and you get the same thing. Yeah. I, I think that they're looking for 500,000 votes before they'll actually put this into production. So I vote no. No. Now, what's your story on the Yankee Stadium? Oh, no, I was just going to say, you mentioned uh, that you eat peanuts. But when I go to Yankee Stadium, there's a, a place called Lobel's, and they have the, the best sliced steak sandwich where you're waiting on line. And as you wait, it's always a long line. So, And right next to the line, 
uh, is a glass window where you could watch the butcher actually trim the fat off of the meat and slice it perfectly and uh you know it's uh really really a good sandwich and remember the first time i had one i mean it's a huge sandwich nice and juicy uh (laughs) after i was done with it uh this woman uh, she turned to me and she goes did that taste as good as it looked (laughs) So, so uh i i must have looked like i was really enjoying the sandwich but uh highly recommend it lobel's uh, how much does that set you back? Uh, 15, 16 bucks. But wow. they, I got to say, it's not cheap, but they load up the sandwich. It's like uh, they're not chintzy on, on the steak. All right. So you feel like yeah. you're not getting. Uh... Yeah. And my son, my son got a, a hot dog with mac and cheese at the uh, Philadelphia Philly Stadium last year, which was really good as well. So a which little a uh, decad- decadent. You think? Hot dog and throwing mac and cheese on it? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I've heard of chili. Yeah. Chili is tough at a ball game because a lot of times when you eat chili, you have to poop, and there's nothing worse than trying to poop in a bathroom at a ball game because people throw up in there. They piss all over the place. Like, it gets really bad in those bathrooms. Yeah, the seat is probably uh, covered in, yeah. in, uh, in urine, too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, with you on so, that one. So, chili, not so good at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it should be stuff that binds you up. But for example? Uh, I don't bananas? know. Bananas? What, 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 what binds you up? Bananas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think a fried banana would be, like, the way to go. Yeah, it's probably good, right? Covered in chocolate or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you get your tongue action going uh, on on that banana as you lick the chocolate mm-hmm. off it. And, pe- <laughs> and, the woman, and the woman that was sitting next to you admiring you eating the steak and said, Oh, man, you're very good with your tongue. I watched you lick that banana. And I'm wondering, how did you get that way? <laughs> You must have a lot of bananas at home. <laughs> oh, that is that, that is classic. That is classic. Oh man! All right, so let's talk a little bit before we go. Uh, some players that are hot and some that are not. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Do you well, do you, you eat bananas? Do I? Uh, yeah, yeah, when when they're in the house, sure. Yeah, I like a, a Pete. Good do you eat bananas, Pete Consitore? Do you eat bananas? Uh, I do not. No. No. Why not? What, what, yeah, I'm not a big. Well, you gotta get bananas. I, I don't. I don't like fruits or vegetables. I'm more of a carnivore. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm with you. So, when's the proper time to buy a banana? When it's green or when it's yellow? Like, I see them some shades of green, some shades of yellow. Mm-hmm. Like, when is the time to get the perfect banana? Uh, I'd rather buy it like when it's green, but not too dark a green. You know, because uh, I think when it's lighter green, then it's ready to turn yellow. So, uh, but supposedly I've heard that, like, when the banana peel, I can't believe we're talking about this, but that has those little brown <laughs> specks on it. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. best time to eat the banana because that's uh, supposedly uh, it's the healthiest for you at that point. Oh, uh, so we need a little brown spots is what we're looking for. Yeah, but, you, but you don't want, but I would not buy it with brown spots in a supermarket because then, you know, I mean. I'd wait for it to turn that way when you get bring it home. Oh, I get it. I get it. Well, what if you're going to eat banana? We're talking a banana with freckles. All right. So on the way, but say you you would like just picking up a couple things for lunch. Like you could get the brown Mm -hmm. spot banana and then just eat it that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I bet you that if yeah, I bet you that if a fruit stand was selling bananas with the brown spots on it, I bet you most people would shy away from it. Because they don't right. know what I know, that it's like the healthiest time to eat that banana. Now, do you think you enjoy the banana <laughs> for the potassium or the texture? Uh, it's not the texture. Uh, the potassium has something to do with it and, and, and taste as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really. Do you like the texture he, of a banana? 
Uh, nah, it's, no, it's kind of mushy. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a well, big texture yeah. guy. Like, I can't eat a tomato, but I love uh -huh. tomato sauce and ketchup. Like, right, I can't. Right, right. I can't have that tomato in my mouth. Like, it's disgusting. And I can't eat it. But you can have a banana in your mouth. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with the banana. I'm not in love with it in my mouth, but I <laughs> I would occasionally stray and put a banana in my mouth. Hmm. Pete, you want to join in? Pete's a I think Pete's guy, done with us. You, you keep catching me off guard. I'm not sure what I could really add to this conversation. I'm not really a banana guy, fruit mm -hmm. guy. Uh, yeah. So I think I think you covered it all. Question. Though. Yeah. Pete, let me ask you a question. Sure. Because maybe you have the same problems I do. Do you like ketchup? I love ketchup. But you'd never eat a tomato, right? Nope. Because it's that weird texture thing. Like yeah, that's no, the I'm thing. not. Even you the taste is different. Thing, I'm not putting that thing in. No, the taste is different because you, you realize I got this uncomfortable thing rolling around in my mouth. And I don't True. want that tomato in my mouth. True. And, uh, yeah, I can't do it either. Yeah, I, I, I'm but not a fan of we're talking tomatoes. Yeah, go, the go. best way to eat a tomato, get a, get a nice big beefsteak tomato, one of these huge ones, right? You slice it up, you drizzle some extra virgin olive oil on it, a little salt and pepper, and a little oregano, and you're golden. See, and then you're not the worried about... You know, yeah, uh -huh. I don't get this either, Pete. I know what a virgin is in human <laughs> life, right? It's a person that's never had sex. What is virgin olive oil? Like, it, it's always. Well, you could buy virgin. Yeah, what's extra you virgin? Buy an extra. Right, right. So, yeah, uh, what so constitutes what, extra? Yeah, and what constitutes. Like, how does olive oil become a virgin? Like, I don't uh, get that. I have. Uh, Tony, these are, these are life questions that we may not ever get the answer to. Do you know, Joe? I mean, you throw it around the term extra virgin <laughs> I, I olive oil. What, what is it? Uh, let's see. What is different about extra virgin olive oil? It's mechanically <laughs> pressed um, rather than being produced by chemical means. Uh, has an acidity level of less than 0.8%. I don't understand. That? I think they're using this you, virgin term loosely, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you could buy just virgin olive oil. But there's also the extra virgin olive oil, and that's the one. Yeah, but what makes uh, something yeah. a virgin olive oil? Like a, a virgin is someone that's never had sex. I don't think olive oil is having sex at any time. Mm. Uh, I don't know how to answer that, my friend. I don't. Let's see. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. At, I'm on the website here. You have either just... Uh, regular uh, olive oil, then you have the extra virgin. I'll tell you, the extra virgin is darker in color. I, I think it has a better flavor. Let's see. Olive oil is simply the oil that's obtained from the fruit of olive trees. Uh, that's pretty simple, right? Yeah. Uh, different varieties of olive oil. Uh, the process is the difference, right? The process used to extract the oil. Yeah, as I well as by why, the additives. Yeah. That, why they went with the name virgin. Oh, it seems yeah. like. It's a lot darker. The extra virgin olive oil is a lot darker. Well, so why don't they call it DACA olive oil? Uh, I don't know. Some things, I guess, just uh, we just don't know. Mm. It's tough not knowing. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, if we had like another hour to do the show, we could figure this out. There is rumors of a cooking show coming on this network um, some days, but um, I don't think they asked us to uh, get involved in that. <laughs> well, I just gave them my recipe for uh, sliced tomatoes with uh, extra, extra virgin olive oil. I don't think we're oil. qualified. <laughs> I, I think that's above our pay grade, fellas. Really? Yeah, I don't. Damn. I can, I can, I can make actually, a mean bowl of cereal. So I was going to – my dream when I retired was I was going to own an ice cream truck – Mm -hmm. But um, the problem is everybody takes the ice cream man as either a pedophile or a drug dealer. So mm -hmm. I really didn't want that to be my legacy going out. And um, I decided that I'm going to go a food truck. But I'm trying to think of a food truck that's different than anything that's out there now. And I've come up with Fluffernutter and peanut butter sandwiches. And I might fry a couple of them, too. Uh, nobody's big on peanut butter marshmallow, especially down the south. I think I could take it. And then I'm saying, well, what do you serve with peanut butter and fluff? And I'm thinking of gummy beers. And that's what my truck's going to be, peanut butter and fluff and gummy beers. What about bananas? Gu 
No, I can't have the bananas. <laughs> Too much work. Looking for the brown spots and all this stuff. Like it's turned into a big problem. It got complicated, bananas. didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with peanut uh, butter and fluff. I like that idea. All right. Yeah. Uh, the peanut butter and fluff big... is good. I don't know about the the gummy bears. It, it doesn't Why? seem like it it fits. Just the taste. Oh, I think you got it. Like you can get the fruity gummy bears, and that'll be your 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 fruit mm. for the. the <laughs> there you go. It's not healthy for you. Mm. All right. Uh, I like it. I would like to see you, though. Uh, you mentioned in an ice cream truck. I'd like to see you drive around that ice cream truck with the little uh, music playing. Uh, you know, the little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could put you with that. Maybe. Would you wear like a white hat, a white suit? I don't know if I'd wear a white suit, but I would probably put Fifty <laughs> Cent's candy candy shop on the uh, as they drive through the na- neighborhoods. There you go. All right. So you have a plan. I like oh, it. You got to have a plan. You can't be successful in life without a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Should we talk a little bit of baseball before we uh, take off or no? I don't know. I was. Yeah. I, I think we cleared up the uh, banana situation. But we still haven't we figured haven't out the whole olive, the oil. olive oil. No, we uh, right, unfounded. Right. And my yeah. lifetime uh, goals after working, when they cut out Social Security, I have the ice cream truck or the food truck. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, other than that, Pete Considori doesn't like uh, fruit. Accurate statement. Well, no. So should I uh, should I go to uh, Aaron Judge Jedi bobblehead night at Yankee Stadium? Oh, how do you not go to that? <laughs> I, I, that's not even a question, Joe. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, love Star Wars. Yeah. So the the, the promo has uh, Judge wearing the you know the brown uh, hooded gown, right? And he's holding the lightsaber. And then they show you the little uh, the bobblehead doll. i got to find a way to get there. I, I may have something pressing that I can't go, but maybe, uh, Pete, you can go for me. I'll buy you a ticket. As but I get the bobblehead. As long as I go, don't have to eat fruits and vegetables, so I'll, do, I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. I think you should, Pete, hold out for that steak sandwich he was talking about as well. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I like that idea. Tickets and the steak and sandwich, and I'll give those. you the bobblehead. Yeah, and you sit next to a woman, and then uh, at the end of uh, you eating the sandwich, she'll say, "Was that as good as it looked?" I, I, yes, I'm gonna say yes, even if it wasn't. I'm just gonna. Okay. Maybe I'll ruin her day by saying yes when it wasn't. She'll go buy a steak sandwich, and she'll be very disappointed. Right. What if she, if you turn around and she said, "Do you want a bite?" Is that why you're asking? Unf- unfortunately, you she asked me after the fact, but I would have would shared. Would you have shared yeah. with her? Would I absolutely would have. Yeah. All right, Tony, great show. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.